0: Uh, show me wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey, wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Concentrate. Look my eye. a
1: hand. Thumb inside. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. this Good is up, all the, all the main event of the H. H. evening. Floor.
1: All right, welcome in. This is the Dream Preview for UFC 293, and you may be saying, "Well, if this is the Dream Preview, what, what's it doing on this feed?" Yeah, you're hearing this on the Straight Out of Vegas feed, Straight Out of Vegas AM. If you like the UFC content, that's where it's going to be going forward. Uh, we've especially during football season. There's just so much going on that we don't want to clog up that the Dream Preview feed with non-football stuff. So you're going to get most of your non-football action here on the SOV AM feed. I am your host, AJ Hoffman, joined as always by Sleepy J. What's up, Sleepy?
0: I'm going through it, man. You know how it is at this time of year. It's just one of those times where everything comes at you at once. You got the NFL season, college football. You know, <laughs> we got the UFC. It's like, help me, help me.
1: I'm telling you. I, I feel, you know, was like, oh my God, there's a pay-per-view this week. The freaking... Right week one of of the NFL college football is just getting in the swing, and now there's a pay per view. So yeah, that was fun for me too. But uh, but it's always fun to to take some time, watch some film, and uh, and break down the fights with you. So let's get into it the way we normally do this. We will talk about the main event. We'll talk about the co main event. We'll give you a little promo code to help you save some money at pregame.com. Maybe you want to pick up uh, my my package for the entire fight card that's available there at pregame.com. Um, and then we will both give a best bet on this card, which is solid, but unspectacular, I would say. Uh, losing Manel Cop and Kai kara France, is a, that's a big loss. That was going to be a, an incredible fight. Um, but... Overall, I'd say the card is okay. Like it, it features prominently some Australian and New Zealand fighters, which is what these cards tend to do. But as far as competitiveness, eh, it's hit and miss. And that, let's start with the main event, and we'll talk about whether or not we think this fight will be competitive. And the main event is for the middleweight championship. Israel Adesanya, the champion. You can get him out there at minus 650 against Sean Strickland. Uh, the The most common total, every book is a little bit different, but the most common total is over four and a half rounds. Uh, you can get that at minus 107, under four and a half at minus 124. Sleepy, go ahead and take the wheel here. What do you see in this matchup between Izzy and Strickland? Is there a path for the underdog here?
0: Oh, man, I don't even know if there is a path. I guess it would be... You remember when Anderson Silva fought Chris Weidman, he was out there doing the hot dog thing. Uh That's the only thing I can see happening here, how Strickland wins, is that Izzy just gets really cocky, really confident, and he just makes a a massive mistake, and Strickland can catch him early on in this fight. Outside of that, I don't think there's a path for Strickland to get out of here without getting knocked out. I'm going to go ahead and play Izzy to go ahead and win this one by KO at plus 115, I understand why this fight was made, but I honestly don't think this is going to last very long. If this gets out of the first round, I would be a little surprised. I think Izzy's just way too sharp. Strickland's going to stand in front of him. He's a tough dude, but Strickland will stand right in front of you. He'll try to go ahead and, and walk you down. I think that that's probably going to be the biggest mistake he can make. I just I don't know what, what game plan Strickland's going to come in here with, but I think he's going to get clipped. He's either going to get punched in the head and knocked out, or he's going to get kicked in the head and knocked out. And this honestly could be one of the worst fights on this entire card because I don't know if it lasts very long or if it has any action-packed moments. And I think this is probably over quickly. That's kind of how I feel.
1: Well, you you must love the under four and a half rounds then. And I think the reason that number is up is because Strickland is durable, although we did see him get absolutely lamped when he fought Alex Padeda. And I think this could be a similar thing. I, I agree with you. The way to play this is on Adesanya inside the distance. When I was thinking about a path and when Strickland, you know, you got a five to one underdog in a title fight. You try and come up with a path that you could see it happening. Adesanya maybe the best MMA striker in the world. His defensive wrestling's good enough that you can't just continually put him on the ground unless you're like an elite wrestler or way bigger than him. Uh, like Blahovich was Strickland at his core is a, a a boxer. Who's like gets, it's more, he's a boxer more than a kickboxer, certainly. And he just uses forward pressure to try and break opponents down. He's a volume puncher. The problem with it is he doesn't have fight ending power. And when you were making that Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman cop, it's like Chris Weidman back then, especially could hit like a truck, I don't know that like if if Strickland lands a clean, you know, untouched shot, I don't know if it's enough to put out Izzy. Like, I I just don't know that he's built that way. I mean, Izzy's going to be the much bigger man here. And if you don't have that fight ending power and you're constantly pressing forward against strikers, especially world class strikers, and you don't knock them out. Eventually, you eat a heavy shot, and that potato fight is a perfect example where Strickland was eating shots, and he was like, I don't care. I'm going to keep marching you down, and everyone was saying, you should wrestle. You should wrestle, and he just stubbornly kept coming at him, and eventually, the world-class striker landed a world-class strike, and Strickland had to take a nap. Only one of these guys has fight-ending power. Adesanya is at his absolute best when opponents press him, and I just don't think that Strickland has another style. He, this is what he is. He is going to keep marching you down, and he's gonna he's going to smile at you and act like you can't hurt him, but eventually you are going to hurt him. Especially these guys who who land big shots. And Adesanya, I think with the home crowd there going wild, I think that the He is going to be, he is going to want to put on a show. He's not going to want to let this be one of the boring decisions that people criticize. He wants to go out and make a statement in this fight. Uh, I I think he does it. So I'm with you. I've got uh, Adesanya inside the distance uh, as my play on the main event.
0: I actually think that if Izzy doesn't close the show here, it actually makes him look kind of bad. Because, I mean, he's such a monster favorite that it, it could hurt him maybe in his next fight. I think really Strickland is going to try to go ahead and utilize his jab. And once he realizes that's not going to work because Izzy's going to end up moving out of the way because his, you know, his footwork is great, he's going to end up getting clipped here. And Strickland's going to try to bait him probably into one of those phone booth type of fights. And I think Izzy's just too smart. Like I wouldn't be surprised, AJ, if Izzy comes out of this one. Maybe he takes maybe one or two little light shots, but I wouldn't be shocked if he comes out of here without almost a mark on him.
1: I'm with you and and I could see him maybe doing like Anderson Silva and playing with his food a little bit. Mm -hmm. But again, I I just don't think Strickland has the, the oomph behind his shots Mm -hmm. to put Adesanya out. Uh, I I think Adesanya wants to put on a show. I think he wants to have the crowd into this. And I think he wants to get on the mic afterward and, and call out his next opponent, whether it's Drekas DuPlessis or whether it's, uh, you know, uh, Hamzat or, uh paulo costa whoever wins that fight i i don't know what it'll be but i expect him to have a big moment on the microphone and it i think it'll be coming after a a pretty a pretty dominant victory one way or the other all right let's look at the co-main event where we've got another aussie why not that and by the way i I, when i say the home crowd for adesanya uh, uh, israel adesanya is obviously not australian but he trains there at City Kickboxing, uh, and he in in New Zealand. He is a you know that's the that's his adopted home. So when I say home hometown guy, not I I get it. Uh, Israel Adesanya is African. He is not Australian. Not New, he's not a Kiwi. But uh, when I say the home crowd, the they cheer for those City Kickboxing guys, and Izzy will be in that group. Uh, Tuivasa is uh, a hometown guy, and. Most of the hometown guys on this card, by the way, he's taking on Alexander Volkov. Uh, You can get Volkov minus 245. uh, Looks like the best number out there for him. Uh, You can get the comeback on Tuivasa uh, around plus 205. Uh, The total in this one is one and a half rounds. The under minus 120, the over minus 112. Most of these Australian or Kiwi fighters on the card Got matched up with guys that it's it's almost like a uh, a showcase fight. Like they wanted to have the hometown guys look good. They want the crowd to be excited, and the UFC did a really good job of matching these guys up with opponents that I, I think they've got a good chance of beating. They did not do that, in my opinion, for Ty Ivasa. They gave him a really really difficult matchup here in Volkov and. It boils down to this: like Tuivasa is a brawler, and he wants to go. This crowd is going to be going ape when he comes out there. They want to see shoeys. they want to see knockouts, and Tuivasa is going to say, "I'm going to do that, baby." The hometown crowd, let's go. The problem is Alexander Volkov is like the ultimate nullifier. He is six foot seven. He keeps fantastic range. And he frustrates you if you are not a technically sharp striker. If, you are, if you're a brawler, it's really difficult to touch Alexander Volkov. And I go back to the fight that he had with Derek Lewis. And Derek Lewis won that fight in the last 10 seconds. He knocked out Alexander Volkov, sent him into the shadow realm. He was 10 seconds away from like maybe losing that fight 30-26. Volkov dominated him for 14 minutes and 50 seconds of that fight. Derek could not land anything clean. He was getting picked apart. He was getting kicked in the body. He was frustrated. He was flustered. Now, could that happen here? Could we see like a, a Hail Mary at the very end? Maybe. I tend to believe like, Derek Lewis hits harder than anybody in the world. I, I don't know if Tuivasa can land one shot and, and put him away like that. It, it, it just seems more likely that... Volkov keeps range, does a lot of front kicks to the body, does a lot of leg kicks, and Tuivasa starts to slow down, starts to get frustrated, and either makes a big mistake or, or or just gets washed for for 15 minutes. I could see either of those things happening, but it's, it's hard for me to find a path for Tuivasa to win this fight just because this is the kind of guy... That Volkov really does his best work against.
0: It's kind of like you were looking in the crystal ball there, because that's kind of the way that I feel this fight's going to Volkov's going to use the front kick. I think he's going to utilize his jab to probably frustrate Tuavasa. If Tuavasa doesn't just go in there and just say, you know what? I'm not going to take this approach that I took against him," like a Cyril gun, obviously. That didn't work out too well. He got the break speed off him in that one. Yeah. I feel like He's gonna stand out there, get kicked, get punched, and then get frustrated and get in there. And I think that's really his only his only chance. Like he's gonna to have to go ahead and feel that that pain, feel that pressure, and go, you know what, screw it. Caution of the wind, let's go, let's bang. That's what he does. I don't mind maybe taking a chance on Tuavasa to win this one by KO, because that's the only way he's probably gonna win this one, and that's three to one. So I don't understand why he would ever take two to one. But I think you laid out kind of the way that this fight is going to go. Like is going to have to hit that home run bomb. I think Volkov probably walks him down, uses his jab, uses his front kick, and probably just wins this one either by points or two of us eventually gets knocked out here. I think my big concern here, AJ, and, and it's one of the the reasons why I, I, I really give Tuovasa a little bit of a shot, go back to when he fought Zero Gone. That was an absolute war. I thought maybe he would take off probably a year, it wasn't the case. They ended up sticking him right back in there with Pavlovich, and that didn't go well for him either. So I kind of like the time off. I like the fact that he's going to be you know, in his hometown. I think that that's going to give him a big boost. I wonder if you could play this one like under like a half a round or something like that because I just got to wonder if he just comes out and he's like, screw it, I'm going to put on a show. I can't stand here and get beat up because this dude's been cut up like really bad in his last two fights. I think there's a chance that this ends really early. So I'm kind of on the fence with this entire fight. I think you, the way you laid it out, that's the smart wager, probably the correct one. But I like Tuivasa. I've kind of been a fan of his, and I think playing him at 3-1 to one makes sense. And I think maybe playing this one to end really, really quick makes sense too because that's kind of a uh, – I think that that's the only real path for Tuivasa here. He can't hang out in there for too long or he's going to get crushed.
1: And I agree with you that if you're going to play Tuivasa, you have to play by knockout. Like it, it, there's not really – like it is maybe a chance he could get some terrible decision his way because he's the hometown guy. But if the fight goes the way I think it goes and it gets to decision, I mean, Volkov is so clear that like even the, the the most paid off judges will have to be like, Oh, I can't do that. Uh, Just because it's, it, I think it could be very lopsided. If, if there is a path for Tui, it is a, a quick, quick knockout. But the the problem with the the over under one and a half rounds is again the way I look at the fight I think Volkov wins so I I think that it's it could easily go over a round and a half and it could just be Tuivasa eating shot because he is a tough guy he's a durable dude and uh you know they 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 will give him every chance to fight out of it in Australia but I, I just don't I don't see how he gets it done uh, like you said maybe there's a hail mary like, like Derek Lewis had, but that, that seems less likely to me. Uh, so I'll probably just stick with Volkov. Uh, and, and I know it's, it's, you know, it's a big number minus two forty five, but it's one of my most comfortable, comfortable plays on the card. I think.
0: Do you think it's going to be comfortable though, when they actually go ahead and they start this up and tie two of us is out there. Like, how do you actually get comfortable when you know that that guy could put your lights out? I think you're making the right play. Me personally, I wouldn't feel, you know, all that comfortable.
1: It, for sure, any heavyweight fight, you always feel like, oh, if he lands one big shot, it's over, mm-hmm. and and that's entirely possible. But again, like this is where where the the past of of Volkov and the guys who have beat him are wrestlers and Derek Lewis. Like if you if you the way to beat Volkov is to put him on his back and rough him up, and we saw Tom Aspinall do it and submit him. Like it, it's not like Volkov is some unbeatable monster. You just you just have to have a certain set of tools and. TuiVasa doesn't have those tools. Like if I thought there was some way that TuiVasa knew how to wrestle, I'd say wow, you're going to be able to take care or you're going to be able to to take advantage of Volkov's biggest weakness. But is never going to wrestle, particularly in in front of those Australians. There's no way he's going to try a takedown. He's going to he again wants to put on a show. It's just very difficult to do that sometimes when you're going against a guy who is technically way sharper and way bi- way way bigger by the way like a a much harder guy to hit so yeah it, it's it's nerve-wracking anytime you've got a, a big favorite in a heavyweight fight because one shot can end it but Again, I, I think more often than not, and, and at minus two forty-five, I need to have I need to have this happen way more often than not. I think it does, though, that Volkov just controls this fight.
0: You know, you mentioned something that kind of lit a light bulb here, and it's a question that I think maybe our listeners would want answered. You know, once COVID hit, AJ they they, they kind of went to we're going to this arena, we're going to that arena, but now we just saw it recently. They were they went to France and it was just stacked with all these European type fighters. Now we're in Australia, now it's nothing but Australian fighters. What have you seen happen to the betting line the closer that it's gotten to the fight?
1: I mean, I, I think that anytime and I believe this, like anytime you you think the fight can go to decision, beware betting on the non-hometown guy. And we saw that just last week in France. There was there were some fights that were really close fights, and they would be like, up oh, 30-27, and not competitive. And they were clearly competitive fights. Um, I, I, I don't typically like to bet fights that I think are likely to go to decision if I like the fighter who isn't from the hometown. Um, I haven't seen much on how the lines move based on that stuff, but that's just something I've always thought, is when they, when they fight in these foreign countries, I typically... I used to be this way bad about Brazil. Remember, there was like a five-year span where the UFC was in Brazil like three times a year. And I was like, man, I would never want to fight a Brazilian in Brazil because they get every decision. Every crazy decision seems to go that way. And that stuck with me. Um, and especially, I think, in these in these places like Singapore. Singapore gets a fight like once... I mean, what? Well, this is the first time they were ever there. France, it was the second time they were there. These guys who don't have... A lot of judging experience, and they don't get these fights that often. Are going to be influenced by the crowd, and maybe it happens less in Australia, but it's probably still a factor there because they've had several of these fights in Australia. But I think it's always a factor uh, and and something to to beware of if you're if if it's a fight you think is going to decision.
0: It makes a lot of sense too because I'm sure you saw the card that went on in Paris. How there was one fighter out there, and he every punch it was like Hey! Hey, and it was like, yep. talk about influencing the judges with every single thing that you do. Like if the guy would have fell down, they would have chanted, you know, for him it would have looked good. <laughs> so I was just curious it's kind of the way that you look at it because I think that when they stack these cards the way that they do, I feel like the betters flock right to the underdog immediately and we lose value. And then maybe we even get like a late surge again on the hometown people, whether they're dogs too, and kind of just a way to kind of figure out know what these lines are doing when it comes to like these hometown cards so that was kind of what I was aiming for
1: all right let's uh let's give the people a way to save some money before we uh we get to the best bets here
0: yeah even though it's NFL week number one coming up here UFC 293 is going to be one of the premier events happening this weekend and our podcast own host right here AJ Hoffman will have his UFC 293 package up for sale AJ you're up like 14 units right now in the UFC year today, AJ won on his last UFC card. I don't see any reason why he probably won't win here again. As you heard, some of our breakdowns here sounds pretty dialed in. So go over to pregame.com. Simply enter code IZZY25. Save yourself $25 off AJ's UFC 293 package or AJ's 90-day all-access UFC package. Again, that's code ISZY25, that's IZZY25. That's izzy 25. And not only that. Izzy25 will save you $25 off any purchase right now at pregame.com. Don't miss out. Go ahead and save today.
1: All right, let's get into best bets. Uh, I'll take the lead on this one. I'll I'll, I'll bat lead off here. And I'm going to go with Carlos Olberg, another local guy, uh, New Zealander. Uh, By KO or TKO, you can get that at minus 130. And his first couple fights in the UFC, I was confused because his pre-UFC tape, I mean, he was just dominant. He is an incredible striker. And his first two fights, one, he gassed out against Kennedy and Zetriku very fast. And then he he fought Fabio Charant and he won a decision, but it was almost like he was trying to conserve gas and he wasn't going all out. The last three fights, we have seen him look exactly what I thought he was going to look like dynamic, powerful, incredibly accurate. And he put away three guys in a row who are typically known as durable guys, and he put them all away in the first round. Dawoon Jung started out hot, but his approach, that style, is just not sustainable at a UFC level. And I think that it's it's mostly he's very defensively flawed. He wants to count on his chin to get him through wars. He is an old-school Korean-style fighter, and that didn't work against Dustin Jacoby, who, like Olberg, is a former pro kickboxer, got knocked out clean in that fight. If you aren't technically solid defensively, or you're not an elite wrestler, I think hanging with Olberg is too tall a task, and Dawoon Jung is neither of those I don't see how he lasts 15 minutes with Carlos Olberg throwing the the kind of heat that he's going to be throwing. So I'm going to go Carlos Olberg by KO or TKO minus 130. What do you think, Sleep?
0: I looked at that fight, too. I thought that maybe that was one that would end up being my best bet. I also looked at the Gabe Miranda fight, too, and I thought maybe he could pull out as as a slim dog there. And then I started thinking, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's fighting Shane Young, another Aussie, so I was like, I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> AJ, I'm going to make my best bet here. I'm going to go with Manel Cop to win here by KO at minus 115. I don't know if you actually watched the presser that went on, but Kopp, yeah. it seemed like he wanted to fight everybody there. He wanted to fight the crowd. He, wanted to, he got into it with Adesanya. Clearly, the guy has absolutely no fear for no man. But what we do know about him is that he's been electric, and he has terrific hand speed. I think he's been craving to go ahead and get back in the octagon and he hasn't really fought in quite some time. He was supposed to fight Cara France here. Obviously that fell off. So I'm sure that that didn't make him happy. And then he had I think it was Alex Perez pulled out because of a health issue. Some way, somehow it seems like cop just can't get in the octagon with the guy he's supposed to get in there. And I feel like the UFC is kind of feeding him, you know, this young prospect and Felipe DeSantos who's going to be end up making his UFC debut. Clearly Cop as of yesterday in the presser, like he looks like he's he's hungry. He he wants to take somebody's head off. And I think he could probably do that here against this kid. So I like Cop here by KO at minus one fifteen. I think he ends the show. I think he puts on a show uh, in this one. I think it just ends kind of early here. So I strongly like Manel Cop minus one fifteen by KO.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with this. And Dos Santos is a guy that I, I know, and I've I've seen all of his, his non UFC fights and he's very impressive, but man, he is ultra aggressive. Uh, he is a very pressure based fighter and defensively he leaves himself open and Manel cop has that, that cartoon power, uh, especially at a a weight where not a lot of guys do at flyweight, just have crazy power. Uh, I I think you're, you've got, you're on a good spot here. Um, guys who don't mind their chin, Going against guys like Manel Cop, it's a dangerous combo. So even though Dos Santos is 7-0, and um, obviously this is the, the best guy he's ever fought. He's fighting him on short notice. Remember, Dos Santos was supposed to fight on the Contender Series two weeks ago, and his opponent missed weight. And so at the, obviously the fight got canceled. That was the night that they had four fights instead of five. And they just said, you know what? How about this? We will go ahead and sign you if you can be in Australia in two weeks and fight Manel Cop and Dos Santos said, let's go. uh, That's a tough ask on a week and a half notice. He's going to have to make weight again, uh, which diminishes you. uh, And and again, like I said, this is a very ultra aggressive offense, first defense optional type guy, uh, which, which could be a bad combo against Cop. So I I like your play there.
0: All right. Well, I'm happy about that. So I feel pretty good about my best, but hopefully I'll hit one of these. I don't, I don't think I've hit many of these since we started doing this podcast. So let's just say I'm due.
1: All right. And that is going to do it for another episode. Uh, Guys, we, we, uh, we appreciate you following us over here to the straight out of Vegas feed. Um, Subscribe to both, please. If you're, if you're not subscribed, subscribe to RJ Bell's dream preview and subscribe to straight out of Vegas. AM. We appreciate it. Leave five star reviews. Those always help us out sleepy. As always, I appreciate you taking the time, breaking down the card with me. Uh, Enjoy the fights this weekend. Of course, pregame.com. You can check out everything we've got up there. And uh, we will talk to you guys before UFC 294. Take care, guys.